Hey everybody, Josh Sirtson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, Certified Financial Planner, and there is big news coming out of a recent study which says, and this is out of Yahoo Finance, study finds 186 banks vulnerable to SVB-like collapse. And this is a no-brainer, obviously, but this recent study actually acknowledges which banks are involved in this, and it's it's a lot of them. I mean, there's a good chance, there's a very good chance that your money's in one of these banks that is facing the same vulnerability. The study came out of SSRN, and it's it's by a whole bunch of really big names in the economic sphere. Erica uh, Hue Zhang, uh, who is, of course, from the University of so Southern California. Gregor Matvos, which is Northwestern University Kellogg School of Management. Thomas uh, Piskorski from Columbia University, Columbia Business School and Finance, and Amit Saru from Stanford University. This isn't, you know, just us in independent media talking about this. This is legitimately some very high up people that are admitting the same thing that a lot of us have been saying for some time. But now it's all on the table, you know, all roads lead to Rome. And, you know, even the most mainstream economists are forced to acknowledge what is happening and where it is going and so we're going to dig into this a bit today and of course we have a pdf file uh, up as well and the original study's name is called monetary tightening in u.s bank fragility in 2023 mark to market losses and uninsured depositor runs and it's from march 13th 2023 and we're just kind of finding out about it now and it, it's it really encapsulates the danger that a lot of these banks face but of course it's all by their own doing it's by the feds doing it's by it's it's, it's a system that's meant to fail eventually and now they're going to utilize it to bring in you know a, a new reserve currency system based Based in a cashless society and say, oh, this is how we put uh, protections up to save all of you from the things that we created in the first place. So we're going to go into this and much more today, my friends. But before we do, I urge people to check those links below. You can check out thelibertyadvisor.com and uh, check out uh, you know Tim's work. And of course, if you want to become a, uh, a, a client of Tim's, you could go to that link. And we also have a bit.ly link in the description where you could get a free initial consultation, a free portfolio review. And I urge people in this time, of trife and struggle that we need to take this issue very seriously. And if your money is uh, in danger in the banking system, it's a good time to make a move. Also, I urge people to check the link below for heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage, and books on how to get started. Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of those products in the U.S. And again, even if you don't qualify for free shipping, the shelves will be empty, my friends. We are walking dead set into a supply chain collapse, which is all part of the puzzle here that we're trying to you know, actually put together and explain so that People like yourself aren't caught, you know, without knowing where to go next. We need to have solutions. We need to be prepared. And that is the basis of humanity itself. So it's time that we get on this and we take it very, very seriously. So again, storable foods, experts say you need at least three months of storable foods uh, in a supply chain crisis. And you get them pretty for a pretty good price considering today's already existing large amount of inflation and the supply chain struggles. But later on down the road, you're not only potentially saving your life, but you're also also, saving a lot of money on this food versus this, you know the ration lines are going to be forced into in the long run. So anyway, 
Let's get into this. All the links are in the description. Tim, so this new study came out and it showed 186 banks are facing um, the same kind of vulnerability that SVB, SVDB did. And of course, we're seeing banks crater across the board. We did a report on Credit Suisse and now they were bought out by UBS. I mean, this is this is worldwide at this point and it's, we're seeing cracks show everywhere in the financial system, all the stuff that myself and yourself have been talking about for so long. Can you explain a bit of what this study goes into and why it's so important to acknowledge, you know, the, the, the vulnerability and the fragility of the entire banking system? Thanks, Josh. So what this study goes into, first off, it does talk about mark to market losses. So what that is referring to is, and we also have to back up and talk about interest rate risk. So when the interest rates go up, the underlying value of the bonds go down. And most of the banks, uh, by and large, almost all their collateral were government bonds. And so these bonds that they were buying at 1%, some of them, you know, if you go back to March 2020, some of these 10-year bonds were only paying 0.3%. And now that the interest rates are closer to 5%, the underlying value of these bonds have just absolutely plummeted. And this is a concept I've talked about numerous times over the past decade. Almost every single major presentation I've ever given has talked about interest rate risk and then the effect that that would eventually have. So these banks, their collateral is now worth a whole hell of a lot less than it was even a few months ago. And so what was going on specifically at SVB Bank, and we'll tie it into uh, you know everything going on with this study, is that they were holding on to collateral that had lost a bunch of money. Uh, a lot of their deposits, now they were sort of an extreme example. Very few banks had as many uninsured deposits as SVB, meaning uh, basically deposits above that $250,000 FDIC insured amount. And so what this study goes into is if only half of the funds, because you're pretty much crazy right now to leave money in a bank, especially if you're over that $250,000 mark. So it's saying if only half of the money in banks of over and above that $250,000 mark were to basically find uh, you know other bank accounts that are below that 250 mark or maybe get into treasuries, that if only, again, if only half of those deposits above $250,000 were to move, that would be enough to, to cause a run on 186 different banks. And as Josh pointed out, these were you know more like uh, you know four different mainstream academics who put out this paper a week ago. This wasn't coming from you know the corners of alternative media that we uh, well we've been right. So I don't know why I'm saying that in a pejorative way, but you know that they would you know listen to our videos a while ago. But essentially, you know these banks are holding on to massive amounts of losses, estimated about six seven hundred billion dollars uh, right now in losses they have. So they are able to, as part of this current scheme, is uh, called the BTFP, uh, the Bank Term Funding Program. What they're able to do is they're able to trade in their bond that's maybe worth let's say they've got a million dollar bond that they bought uh now it's worth seven hundred thousand eight hundred thousand they're able to turn in their eight hundred thousand dollar bond get the full million on a loan and and now they'll keep probably just keep rolling that over and so the banks are going to be flushed with the cash uh, but it's not, but they are picking and choosing. So the government's picking winners and losers. So if you're a really big bank, they're going to pick you. Uh, but ultimately, the losers are going to be everybody as, you know, there's a just an outrageous cost of living crisis going on in America. There's going to be a, a crisis of confidence. The banking system going back three years ago has been held together by, uh, you know, a 0% reserve ratio. That means they don't even have to hold anything. And so, and a lot of times they try holding closer to 10, but even if just a small fraction of people went to get their money, they're not going to have it. I mean, I'm sure some of you have tried taking out 10,000 or 15,000 or 20,000. You're basically, you know, they act like you're a criminal. They want to know what you're doing with the money. Uh, and it's really at the end of the day, it's not your money. Obama signed a law saying that in the event of one of these uh, bank failures that they can just go ahead and steal your money. So they, right now, it doesn't look like they're going the route of the balance where they actually take your money because they realize that people are too smart for that and will get too pissed off. But unfortunately, I'm not saying this is our audience, but 
people aren't smart enough to realize that when you print all this money, inflate all this money, that you're still stealing the purchasing power. So it doesn't matter if you directly take it or you steal it through inflation. It's the same. It's actually more insidious and more, uh, you know, I guess sneaky if they, if they do it through inflation. And they're probably going to start a war or have some other, you know, who knows, cyber attack with Russia well, to distract everybody from they're, this. They're going for the throat right now. And I mean, I've had situations myself where I've gone into a bank and I asked for like $250 of cash, $250 of cash, not like 10000 not 20000 $250 in cash. And they're like, why do you need this? Why do you want this? It's like, it's my money. Well, I, actually, it's not, it's not. If your money's in the bank, it's not yours as a bank's. But it's getting worse and worse all the time. And the same reason that so many economies around the world are demonetizing their currencies to, you know, keep us on the digital fake system. Uh, and, you know, most, most currency in the United States is digital. Most of it, I think it's 98, 97, 98%. And the rest is cash. So we're already almost in a cash society. The difference is with the CBDCs, we're, we're going to be far more controlled with social credit, carbon credits, that kind of stuff. And, and that's one of the most important points there. But with that said, they've been demonetizing for years. Australia was getting rid of every banknote they could and slowly whittling it down. They did the same thing in India for all these years. And it was all in preparation for this because they knew that all this was coming. They knew eventually we would get to this point. And they knew that it was because of what they did, all the stuff that they were doing wrong. They had to utilize, you know, order out a chaos. And when it goes down, we need to move into a whole new system to back us up from all the things that we've done. Um, they, this has been planned for a long time, but the cash to deposit ratios at these banks are absolutely min minuscule. I mean, I've been talking about this for about a decade now, where if you look at most of the major banks, they if, if you're lucky, you'll find one with like 2% cash to deposit ratio, but most I find are 1% or under as far as cash to deposit ratio, which means they don't have any of your money. There's nothing in the vaults. You go into that vault and it's empty. And of course, this is something that most people don't realize. I believe that makes those banks insolvent. It's all fake. It's funny money. It's all digital. There's no reality to it. And at the same time, the derivative exposures are just insane on most major banks worldwide. And, you know, back in February of 2016, I remember talking about how Deutsche Bank at that time had $75 trillion in derivative exposure, which is insane because that's the GDP of the entire world. And Germany's GDP at that time was $3.5 trillion. So $75 trillion, $3.5 trillion. Hmm, how is that going to get bailed out? It's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors. And at the end of the day, you are the one that suffers the most. And and so I, I would honestly just say, you know, get your, if, if you, in my opinion, get as much out of the bank as you can and, and put it into something that actually works for you rather than waiting for the bank to rob you blind. Um, Tim, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on with 186 of these banks, and there's going to be more, there's going to be more than 186 banks overall. I mean, this is a contagion that, uh, you know, is unstoppable at this point, in my opinion, they could, you know, keep throwing band-aids at everything. But at the end of the day, we know where it's going. Look at the market cap of something like Credit Suisse back in the early 2000s, then early 2010s, and then it just got sold for $2 billion, which is absolute insanity clown world. Um, but going forward, um, what does this mean for most people who have money in the bank and why should they be concerned that they might lose their money in one of these kind of tidal wave situations? I think ultimately they're probably their bigger concern rather than losing money is losing purchasing power because it's almost too politically not viable to say, oh, hey, you know, you had uh, $800,000 in the bank account. Sorry, it's ours now. 
it's just a lot more politically expedient just to print up that money and yeah. to go against all the rules. We did we did just see that the uh, the bondholders yet again got screwed over in uh, uh, what is it called the uh, the Credit Suisse uh, whole debacle situation because you know t- technically what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to wipe out the equity or stockholders and then the bondholders are the, are the ones who are senior to that. And that same thing happened with the GM back in 2008. So they just go, they rewrite the rules every time it's expedient for them to do so. So I think the bigger thing is going to be the loss of purchasing power uh, is ultimately going to be what's happening. Now, this is, you know, past performance in the case of future returns, but this past week was one of the better weeks we had, uh, you know, just from an investment performance. I was in a lot of short-term bonds and again, do your own uh, education, you know, thoughts are subject to exchange. Uh, second biggest decision was bullion. The third biggest was Bitcoin. And, and you know, those were three of the top performing things last week with rates going down. So underlying values bonds went up uh so made out pretty well on that uh gold obviously has been on a tear silver on a tear and then bitcoin as we've seen has also been on a tear but but you have to first educate yourself on how this is going to be because of what is going to work at the beginning stage of the great reset versus you know when everything is already locked down and the cbdc's are already here that's going to be a very different thing and so i think unfortunately most people have not really you know come to grips or given themselves the knowledge to to know what's coming and you know if you've seen before you know i've been talking about this for over a year uh you know specifically i mean i've been talking about over a decade you know interest rate risk and what's going to happen with that but specifically how they're going to use uh i mean we just saw the video i pulled up from a january t- uh, 20 uh 2022 where i said what well, these bonds that are worth uh basically worthless they're going to turn it in get full face value in exchange for a cbdc now they haven't done the cbdc but what we saw just with this BTFP program is that these banks are not able to turn in their bonds that are worth a whole hell of a lot less and get a hundred cents on the dollar. Uh, you know, and I nailed that what like 15 months ago talking about yeah. this on video. And so, uh, also what did we talk about on the FDIC video that's posted a few months ago? I'm like, if you have to have money in the bank and you have short-term liquidity needs, it's better to put that money into a treasury that's paying four or 5%. You can roll it over every month versus in the bank that's paying next to nothing and they don't have the money anyways. And the cash ultimately in the bank is backed up by a treasury bill. So people that are listeners of Josh and myself have gotten the inside scoop on this all the way along. And, and, you know, and hopefully no one here listening was taking any losses on this because we've been there, you know, all along saying what needs to go on. But now you have even mainstream academics, you have, you know, all the world is now focusing on this one problem that Josh and I have been bringing to you guys, you know, from the very beginning. So hopefully you know, no one got caught out in this, but you know, going forward, I you know I, would, I think it'd be crazy to have that money in the bank because ultimately the money in the bank, you're just going to be going broke safely in there. And so unfortunately there's a lot of people that are going to be going broke safely and we're not even at the final end game enchilada of this whole thing, this whole entire system going down yet. We're still, yeah. we're getting very, very close, but uh, you know, right now this is, those, those first steps to just, you know, losing everything. Well, it's all about look at where we're going in every single realm of life today. From the scamdemic hoax that led to a, a huge eugenics operation to the vax passes and the zero COVID policies which in China, which would then lead into the zero carbon policies worldwide with 15-minute cities. Look at the supply chain crisis. It's obviously on purpose. No one does this accidentally. No one does all these different things at the same time unless it's, unless it's on purpose. On the, the supply chain, empty shelves. There's already rations in the UK. There's 
the prices of food are skyrocketing with inflation and all these different things. Housing market's going down. The energy grid's getting attacked. Uh, while factories are blowing up, substations are blowing up, and they're blowing up pipelines like Nord Stream. And then there's you know a bunch of other examples of the same thing happening on top of climate policies that are exacerbating the issue. Um, there was some success in the Netherlands as a farmers party actually won the majority over there. But you know the po politics isn't going to solve the problem of politics. Individuals will. While, while they're trying to address your little boy in a dress and they're trying to push like chemical castration on children with and drag queen story times as they're trying to push World War III all over the world, all in order to give an excuse for the Great Reset. All of this is part of the same puzzle, my friends. And with this banking crisis exacerbating this, what happens when people don't have their money and a lot of it isn't insured or whatever might happen? Well, they're desperate. They don't have anything anywhere to go but to ask the government for help. Don't allow yourself to be in that situation where you end up getting rations, where you end up getting, you know, 15-minute cities with tiny homes that you don't own. You own nothing and you're, and you're happy, according to them, a happy slave, really, to that system. And all of these things, everything we're seeing at the same time is a pretext to the exact same end goal, which is a great reset, which is a cashless society, which is carbon credits and social credits, and people will accept it if they have no choice because they'll starve if they don't because people have been coddled for now every generation for a century more so than the last. And so what happens when everyone's coddled? Well, uh, it, it's the old saying, you know, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men, strong men create good times. It goes in a circle. Well, we are in between right now, and these are long periods of time in between each one. We're in between weak men create hard times, and we're going into those hard times very fast, and only the tough will survive. And by that, you don't have to, I don't mean muscle or anything like that. I mean people who are prepared, people who actually do something about the situation. You could go to the libertyadvisor.com and become a client of Tim's. You could go to that bit.ly link, get a free initial consultation and, you know, help yourself when it comes to your money, your finances. Then there's all these other options. You know, he, he's building like chicken coops and stuff and he's got a bunch of chickens and uh, growing food out of tower gardens and all that kind of stuff. And it's very important. Stocking up on water, having storable foods, having guns and ammo and all these different things. That is so, so, so important. It's life-saving at this point. And as I always say, we just try to give solutions and I want to mobilize humanity because if only a few people listen, at least those few people I know, I may have helped them save their own lives. So a great example is heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO, heirloom seeds, water filtration storage, books on how to get started. As I said before, use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of those products. And even if you don't qualify, I still urge you to use code WAM. I mean, this is, this is very serious what we're dealing with right now. And it's not about fear-mongering. It's about let's make positives out of the negatives. If a tribe says, and I've said this a few times, if, if a tribe 500 years ago sees a lion stalking them, you know, the guy goes, hey, there's a lion stalking us. People don't go, oh, I don't want to hear about that. That's a negative. No, you have to know about it so you can apply solutions. So in order to do that, it, it comes down to you. That's the basis of humanity, individual responsibility. So all of you watching today, it's on you. You know, Government's not going to save you. The only one that can save you is God, and God in, endows you with responsibilities to work for yourself and fight for yourself. So I think that's so important to point out. So I, I would say, you know, there's Heaven's Harvest. Use code WAM, W-A-M. We have whamsurvival.com for long-term storable foods as well. You save a bunch of money if you go through us on there. There are solutions right 
there and no one can deny later on that they weren't offered solutions when they're in a ration line getting mrna infused foods from a bill gates camp again this is a real this is a reality he's bought up all the highways he's bought up all this farmland what do you think he's doing with it nothing in, in most of the farmland is he's trying to destroy the supply chain but at the same time he has different facilities built next to the chinese government and next to you know u.s air force bases uh, up north in north dakota just below the border from winnipeg canada my hometown where they had leaks last year where it showed they had climate camps where they had armories and and they had uh, interrogation rooms in these climate facilities and no one will explain why that's happening this is real it sounds crazy but so did everything that's happening right now if we talked about it a few years ago which we did we did so again it all sounds crazy until it's not and then it's not about fear-mongering we will win but we first have to be prepared so again we have all those options for storable foods um we have tim uh, if you want to become a client of his and you know try to actually save your save your finances from the great reset also we have all these other examples of, of options in the description from health to, you know, wellness. And, and also it just comes down to you as individuals having gold and silver, having a privacy coin, in my opinion, not investment advice like a Monero and Epic Cash. I'm a big fan of those personally and getting outside of the technocratic grid that they're building around us, a Chinese style technocratic grid that's been being built for so long. And of course, we have rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. You can get your apricot seeds, laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. And we have some cool news on that coming up shortly, but all those links are in the description. And Tim, any other ideas for people out there that are, you know want to get prepared in some way um, versus not just financially, but just like as far as personal responsibility goes so that they survive the Great Reset? Well, I think in the interest of not making this video another 20 minutes long, maybe it'd be a good place to cut it off. But, you know, ultimately, I mean, you could have all the stuff we talked about, but if you're 300 pounds, 400 pounds, I mean, what do you think you're really going to be surviving what's coming and what everything that's going on? So, I mean, getting into, you know, and it's, and it's also like mental well-being, spiritual well-being, physical well-being, having things prepared, having the whole Maslow hierarchy of needs. And a lot of this is trial and error. I mean, I'm still learning how to grow different food, but, you know, it's better to learn how to do that now than when you absolutely have to and you don't have any time to wait, uh, you know, dealing with chickens. There's stuff I didn't know before dealing with this and now I do. And then, you know, ways to kind of like really, uh, you know, I was gonna say like pimp out the chicken shack in terms of like making it look, you know, getting all the uh, everything as automated as possible. Because ultimately, you want to work harder, or work smarter, not harder. And uh, the one last thing I do want to point out is you talk about the scamdemic. In my opinion, the entire scamdemic uh, was basically a cover because everything was blowing up in September of 2019 with the repo market. And then what got everybody's eyes off the whole whole repo market and financial things? Up oh, the whole pandemic scamdemic that went on, and all of a sudden. You know, the Fed gets to increase their balance sheet by $500 billion. Nobody even blinks an eye. They're able to decrease their balance sheet by about $600, $700 billion. In just the past week, they increased that another $300 billion. The first week of COVID, they, and I'll see it in air quotes, uh, you know, the first, you know, second week of March of 2020, the Fed's balance sheet went up by $300 billion. Last week, the Fed's balance sheet went up by $300 billion. So, I mean, we're at the start of something. They need to have something else as a cover. And this might be a way, way, way too early prediction, but we did just see three children supposedly within a one-mile radius between 5.30 and 6.30 this morning just randomly die in Phoenix. So, I mean, could this be the start of catastrophic contagion of, oh, everybody needs to stay inside because the kids are dying? Boom, everybody's looking over here, print several trillion dollars. And I hope that that prediction does not come true, but it's something to keep an eye on when you see all of a sudden these three kids within a mile of each other all die at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, very close to where we are right now. So yeah, no, it's, it's a... 
they're definitely looking at uh, piling up as many problems as they can so that they can come in as a solution that's always been their uh, modus operandi they always do this and so we have to watch out almost everything we see in the media is complete propaganda meant to steer us psychologically one way or another so we need to be mentally aware of this and and not fall for the traps on either side you know i've been saying for a while like look not only is the trans kind of agenda the lgbtqa blah 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 thing meant as a eugenics operation to stop people from having kids and and destroy and turn women into men men into women and destroy the natural order but it's also meant as a psychological trap for those that oppose it as well so that people will go so far the other way that eventually you will go in a full circle um back to like the 1700s and then they'll have another reason to come in and start pushing this agenda perpetually forever so they could go back and forth forever it's all meant as psychological warfare to bring us down and make us uh compliant slaves with no hope for humanity and there is hope there is hope but we just can't you know overwhelm ourselves with hopium which you know you can't go too far up here when it comes to hope and you can't lose all of it all the way down here you have to stay in the middle and, and focus on what you as an individual are doing for yourself and not wait for other things to just get better because it starts with you as an individual so please remember that and anyway i appreciate everyone watching today uh if you want to help support us you could go to gogetfunding.com patreon subscribe star we have a bitcoin address and we have a coin tree link with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please i'm trying to raise money right now to go to Taiwan so I could report on the ground on what they're trying to do with this war. Xi Jinping just went to Russia uh, today as I speak and you know it's once again it's pretty obvious they're moving into that BRICS world reserve currency system and they're utilizing all these crises in order to do this. Saudi Arabia joined BRICS essentially they haven't officially but they've essentially joined BRICS and of course we have all these Middle Eastern countries going in that direction as well. Um, it's very important that we understand where this this tide is going so that we protect ourselves from it going forward. So anyways, um, I, if you want to help send me over to Taiwan, I don't really want to go, but I'll go. I'm happy to go to war zones. I've done it before. I'll do it again in order to get the history before it's revised by they, them, those, those that, those that shall not be. Um, anyway, so there's links in the description for that. We have an Epic Fund Me campaign as well, where you could donate an Epic Cash, a privacy coin based on the, on the Mimble Wimble protocol. We have uh, a Teespring store with a bunch of merchandise. And of course, we have a newsletter, www.imband.com. You can sign up for that newsletter with just your email. It's really easy to do, and it takes 10 seconds, so I hope you do that. Um, of course, we are on Telegram, World Alternative Media. Telegram channel, World Alternative Media announcements. Um, of course, Tim has the Liberty Advisor... Um, what was it? Main chat or official Facebook. chat? Official chat on Telegram. So the Liberty Advisor official chat on Telegram if you want to go join on there. And he has a bunch of stuff on the Liberty Advisor show dot com. Uh, of course, we are on band.video, bitchy.se, Rumble, Brighton, and Rockfin at World Alternative Media. We're on Hive, Steemit, uh, Vigilante.tv at, at Josh Sigurdsson, and on the bad guys, TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, Twitter and, and Getter at, at World Alt Media, and on all the major podcast platforms from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, etc. So if you want to go to those apps and at least give us a follow, watch and listen to us on your way to work, whatever it might be, it helps us reach new people as well, just in the algorithm. So I I hope you do that. Um, those links are all in the description, my friends. And as always, hit that like button, share on social media, hit the notification bell, and hit subscribe if you have not yet already. Until next time, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change.